Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, happy Labor Day weekend. Welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob, and this week we're doing Nashville hot chicken. Or, well, that's a variation. I, I would say this week's, uh, the overarching thing this week is fried chicken, specifically Nashville hot chicken being a subset of that, because I did do a regular fried chicken and a Nashville hot chicken for you know, to, to, to appease both ends of the spiciness connoisseurs, the, the spectrum, I guess. But we'll walk through, you know, the, the process of making both of these. They are different in that there are uh, flavor components that are included in the Nashville hot chicken that aren't necessarily in a regular fried chicken. But the, the general process is pretty similar between the two. Okay, so uh, check out the show notes. We'll have the imager album. No special ingredients. I don't think we're going to have any special equipment on this one. I did fried this in an enameled cast iron Dutch oven. You could also use like a saute pan or, you know, various uh, implements to fry in, you know, a deep fryer, shallow frying, whatever. But, uh, you know, I don't think that that is necessary to link off to like the Dutch oven or a deep fryer or whatever. All right. Nashville hot chicken. Where um, I just used, I, I bought two whole roasting chickens at the grocery store and broke those down. Um, a lot of times for the chicken uh, episodes, I will process one of our meat birds in the backyard. But, you know, with fried chicken, I really did want this to be fairly tender. And, you know, the, the free range birds might be a little too toothsome in comparison. Okay, so we used... Um, yeah, one whole chicken broken down. So you have your your two breasts, uh, two thighs, two legs, two wings, whatever. And the wings can be broken into flats and drums. And I did the breasts boneless and skinless for the hot chicken, and then for the regular fried chicken, um, I did those uh, bone in and left the skin on for that. I'm gonna have one and a quarter cups of pickle juice, dill pickle juice. I just used uh, some pickle brine from my dilly beans. Uh, because it had a little bit of spiciness to it, a little bit of a uh, chili flake added into the brine there. So that was nice. Three tablespoons of sugar, one and a half cups of buttermilk, um, a quarter cup of hot sauce. I'm just using a run-of-the-mill Frank's Red Hot. Two cups of flour, a quarter cup of cornstarch, up to approximately two quarts of frying oil. And I used avocado oil for that. And then what we can do, make a, a dry seasoning for the flour. You could either use like Old Bay or something like that, but I think I used uh, salt, pepper, a little bit of paprika, oregano, garlic, onion, and cayenne pepper. Basically just mix that up uh, a tablespoon of each of those and then use three tablespoons of that mixture to season the flour. Additionally, at the end, we're going to make a spicy oil essentially that saturates the chicken. For that, we're going to take three quarters of a cup of the oil that we actually fry the chicken in, use a quarter cup of cayenne pepper, a tablespoon of paprika, a tablespoon of brown sugar, two teaspoons of chili powder, a teaspoon of garlic powder, and a teaspoon of salt. 
Okay. So after we get through making the chicken, we'll let that oil cool down a little bit. We'll take uh, three quarters of a cup of that and we'll mix those ingredients together to make the hot uh, the hot oil basically that then will be brushed onto the chicken. So first things first, very important to brine your chicken. And whenever I've talked about brining meats before, usually it's in the context of a salty or salty and sugary water-based brine to bring a, a, a salty flavor into the, the body of the meat while also making the, the meat juicier whenever it's cooked. Brining the chicken, is, it will have a similar effect, but the primary purpose for the brining is to get some acidity working on the, like the enzymes in, in the muscles and breaking them down to make this very tender. Uh, it will also, it will pull some flavor into the meat and remove some water content, but we're not using a brine that's just like uh, water with salt, sugar, and other additions. What we're going to do uh, for the, for the Nashville hot chicken, we brine that in pickle juice with like three tablespoons of sugar, you know, stirred up into that. Pickle juice was already sufficiently salty, so that does have that salt component as well as all the other flavors that are in there, dill, pepper, garlic, yada, yada, yada. But it also has lactic acid. It's a lactobacillus, you know, uh, uh, fermentation produces lactic acid and that uh, lactic acid will work on tenderizing the meat and, you know, pulling those flavors into there. So ideally an overnight brine is great. I think I did this for like 12 or 14 hours, two o'clock. Yeah. Like two o'clock one, one day over to about four o'clock the next day. Bare minimum would be like an hour. Like if you're going to make this and you do it in a, a Ziploc bag, put it in the fridge for an hour. That's like the bare minimum. Overnight is wonderful. You know, 12 to 24 hours. It's great. So what we did that is dissolve the, the sugar into the pickle juice, put that into a container with the, uh, the chicken. We, we did pepper, the chicken um, while it was in there and then covered with saran wrap and kept it in the fridge overnight. For the regular fried chicken, we did the um, overnight brining just in buttermilk, seasoned buttermilk, basically, which buttermilk also has like a lactic acid, uh, like a live cultured situation there that would accomplish the same thing that the pickle juice does. But whenever it comes time to prepare the chicken and fry it, we're going to get everything out. In one shallow dish, we are going to mix together buttermilk and hot sauce. And in the second dish, we are going to um, mix our flour, cornstarch. I think I used arrowroot powder for this, but your flour, cornstarch, and your dry seasonings, mix those up and drain the pickle juice off of the chicken. Okay. If you have a cookie sheet with a wire rack. You can set that out because we're going to go through and, and bread the chicken in sort of a, in a, in a pattern of wet, dry, wet, dry, and then onto the rack. And then we want to put that rack back in the fridge to let it set for at least an hour, three hours would be great so that you create a really good bind between the breading and the chicken itself so that your, your breading stays and adheres to the chicken whenever you cook it. So we're going to set those up. The, the drained chicken will first go into the buttermilk and hot sauce mixture. Then it'll go into the seasoned flour and you want to like flip it around, press the flour into the surface of the chicken and then back into the buttermilk and then back into the flour. So it's basically getting two, uh, two layers of both of those things. 
and then moving it off onto the wire rack and then into the fridge for one to three hours once everything has been breaded. Okay, now like I said, I did the frying in enameled Dutch oven. I was able to get enough oil in there that it was essentially deep frying. I mean, I did have to flip the, the breasts, but for everything smaller than the breasts, they could be fully submerged in the oil and they would fry very nicely like that. What we did is get your oil into the pot, turn the, the heat on to like medium high, and then we want to get that temperature, you know, using your a probe thermometer or even like a candy thermometer or something like that. Uh, you want to get that oil temperature up to about 325 degrees. Uh, you can go to 350, but I find that um, 300 to 325 is a lot better for ha not having oil splattering everywhere, you know, not having like that aerosolized cooking oil all over the kitchen. So 300 to 325, and then very gently set in one, you know, one piece of chicken at a time with the smaller pieces, like the legs, the wings, thighs, you could probably do three to four pieces in, you know, a large Dutch oven at a time. The key is to take a lot of temperature readings, you know, every five or six minutes, just see where you are, adjust the, the temperature of the stove to maintain that 300 to 325. And, um, you know, with a pair of tongs, you can, you can flip those pieces and, you know, your smaller pieces, anything smaller than the breast, take about 10 minutes to cook in the hot oil. And whenever you get up to the full breast, you're looking at like 12, 12, 13, 14 minutes. Um, so you doing two whole chickens worth of fried chicken pieces, I was able to work through all those batches in uh, just under an hour. So, so if you have your oven preheated to like 250, 275, as you finish each batch of chicken, it can come out onto the, onto the wire rack and then into the oven. 250, 275 won't be so hot that you have to worry too much about developing a lot of additional color on the breading but it will keep it warm um, as you work through all those batches. Once all of the chicken has been fried and it's in the oven, you know, staying warm, what you want to do is kill the heat to your cooking oil and let that settle down. <laughs> let all the, um, the solids sort of drop out of that. It'll take 10, 15 minutes, whatever, for it to calm down and a lot of that to drop out. And then using um, a measuring cup, grab three quarters of a cup of that oil, put it into a mixing bowl, and then you're going to stir in your cayenne pepper, your smoked paprika, brown sugar, chili powder, garlic powder, and salt. And that's going to make like a, a deep red uh, hot oil. And then you can just brush that onto your fried chicken and serve that on uh, white bread with, you can, I mean, you can do dill pickle chips. I like uh, bread and butter pickle chips, mainly because I make a lot of bread and butter bleh, bread and butter pickles, and they are delicious. But having that like sweetness uh, to go along with the spiciness is great. Um, the brown sugar in the in the hot oil is real nice too. It gives it a nice depth, uh, just like a background sweetness. It's not. This isn't all just like hot, 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 like uh, heat forward. It's really uh, a wonderful sort of. Uh, flavor combination. Now, if you aren't doing that Nashville hot chicken, if you just want to do regular plain fried chicken, like I said, this, so the hot chicken, I, I brine that in pickle juice and the regular fried chicken, I brined it in uh, seasoned buttermilk. And then with the regular fried chicken, the, the breading station was a pan of buttermilk with one egg, about a half cup of flour and a little bit of seasoning. 
mixed into it. So that actually is like a thick, a very thick buttermilk-based batter. And then we had the seasoned uh, flour also. So going back and forth between those created a really nice breading. And then one thing, even if you are able to get the, the chicken fully submerged in the oil, you still do want to flip that and move it around in there a little bit because the bottom of uh, of your touch oven, of your pan, or whatever it is, is going to be hotter than the the oil at the surface. So, you know, you'll get a little bit of a a, a browning, you know, for for the chicken that is um, sitting in contact with the bottom of your cooking vessel. So, by moving that around, you kind of expose both sides or multiple sides to that um, that to that heat source, and you get a nice a nice consistent. Um, golden brown color on that but yeah that's basically it uh, you can use either of the you know the brining or breading methods i would say that if i were going to do it again i would probably use the breading method for the regular uh fried chicken you know with a little bit of the flour and an egg mixed into the buttermilk in addition to having the seasoned flour because it did it did make like a thicker more dimensional sort of breading you know it had it had more body and heft to the the breading itself um, but aside from that I did definitely prefer the pickle juice brine because it, it it does bring some really subtle um, herbaceous flavors for you know whatever you had in your pickle brine to begin with you know dill garlic chili you know, stuff like that but really easy and, uh, you know, it makes a little bit of a mess in the kitchen. A lot of even, you know, if you're trying not to get a boil over or too much splattering going on, uh, you really can't help it whenever you are cooking in oil in your home kitchen that you are going to have like a, you're probably going to want to do a, a thorough sudsing up and, and wiping down whenever you're finished. But, you know, the flavor was great. Uh, everything turned out wonderfully. So I'd say it was it was worth it. All right. So have a great um, uh, holiday weekend and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.